0: Okay, we're going to get into one of the coolest verses in the Book of Mormon. In fact, as a seminary and institute teacher, I have heard this given before multiple times in seminary devotionals. Oftentimes it has not been given in a serious mode. It's usually given in just kind of a joking mode. You go to 1 Nephi chapter 2, verse number 15 where we get the iconic verse, "And my father dwelt in a tent." Now, I remember one time teaching, this is early on in my career, where I had a student get up and he's like, "I have a verse, and my father dwelt in a tent." Ha ha ha. And he goes and sits down. I'm like, hey, get back up here, right? <laughs> and so we started talking a little bit about why Nephi was so intent sorry no pun intent well kind of intended why was he so intent on letting us know that his father dwelt in a tent because he talks about it a lot in fact you go through some of these early chapters in first Nephi and you see him making sure we know that his father dwelt in a tent like for example you go to chapter 3 verse number 1 came to pass that I Nephi returned from speaking with the Lord to the tent of my father chapter 4 verse 38 when they've gotten those plates from Laban which we'll talk about about later this week, we journeyed to the tent of our father. Chapter 5, verse number 7, which is chapter 5 is a great one. We'll talk about later this week as well. When we return to the tent of my father, behold, their joy was full. And it's all through these chapters. My father dwelt in a tent. Why is that so important to Nephi that he brings it up so much? You go back to chapter 2. You go through the first three verses. For behold, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto my father, yea, even in a dream, and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Lehi, because of the things which thou hast done. Keeping in mind this last chapter, he went out there and told everybody to repent and it did not go that well. Because thou hast been faithful and declared unto this people the things which I commanded thee, behold, they seek to take away thy life. I've always loved that phrase. It's like, you are so blessed and they want to kill you, right? Because he shared that message. Verse 2, came to pass that the Lord commanded my father, even in a dream, that he should take his family and depart in the wilderness. Verse 3, and it came to pass that he was obedient unto the word of the Lord, therefore he did as the Lord commanded him. Where does Nephi learn his obedience he learns it from his dad verse number four it came to pass that he's departed in the wilderness he left his house the land of his inheritance and his gold and his silver and his precious things one thing that I think we we don't always get correctly and this is just my opinion take it for what it's worth you go back to first Nephi chapter 1 verse 1 the most often read verse in scripture where it says I nephi having been born of goodly parents now the word goodly in scripture means three different things a lot of it's found in the Old Testament one goodly means good, like righteous or doing good things. So another way you can see the definition of the word goodly is good looking or strong or good in stature. It's mentioned in the Old Testament quite a bit. Another definition of goodly that is used is rich. Now when you get to that first Nephi chapter one, I don't think Nephi is saying, I Nephi, having been born of extremely good looking parents. I mean, I don't know that. Maybe they were. But I really think what he's saying here, and, and they were good as well, the righteous people. I think what Nephi is trying to say is, my parents were wealthy and I had opportunities for for learning that no one else had. That's why Nephi right out the gate in chapter one says, I have been born of goodly parents. I want you to know my family was very, very well off. And what happens is they had to leave a lot behind because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now you go back to that verse number four in chapter two, and it says he took nothing with him save it were his family and provisions and tents. And what did they do? They departed into the wilderness. So you got those three things. He takes his family, He takes provisions and he takes tents with them. They need a place to stay as they're going on this journey. Now, thankfully, none of us will be ever asked to leave our homes or precious things behind for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Well, talk to any 18 or 19-year-old teenager out there who has to leave a lot of things behind as they go out. We've got a son right now who's getting ready at this point to go out and serve a mission in San Diego, California. He's getting ready to speak Spanish and he's going to have to leave behind a lot of things. But what's he going to take with him? Family, provisions and tents, meaning he's going to take things that are going to bless his family. Provision means the fact or state of being prepared, measures taken beforehand to deal with a need. Now, Lehi left behind precious things. What are some precious things that maybe a young man or a young woman will have to leave behind as they depart into the wilderness? If you're teaching a seminary class or if you're teaching a Sunday school class, great conversation you can have with them here. Maybe what provisions must a young man or a young woman take with them as they depart into the wilderness? And really, all of of us are going to have to leave behind certain things if we want to be able to move forward in our lives, especially with the gospel of Jesus Christ. One question you could pose with your family, or you can even write this down in a journal like I mentioned yesterday. Have any of you sacrificed something important to you for the gospel of Jesus Christ? How is your life different because of it, and in what ways has this sacrifice blessed your life? Again, you can ask that in a family setting, you can ask it in a classroom setting, and I think you can have a very, very positive experience with that. One verse that I have connected to these verses is over in Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, where the Savior himself says, Everyone that hath forsaken houses, which here's Lehi's family, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. One of the best definitions of sacrifice is when you give up something good for something better. You still have to give that thing up but the Lord is going to take good care of you. I love this quote from Sister Wendy Nelson, President Nelson's wife. Make a sacrifice to the Lord and then be prepared to be surprised. God is a great compensator. That is something that I absolutely believe. I know it's true. It is not easy. Nephi was very clear to let us know, look, my dad left a lot so that we could do what we had to do, but I am eternally grateful that they did what they did. I love this message. And if you get an opportunity to ever have to share a message and it's a short one, start with that, my father dwelt in a tent and go out and teach the principle of sacrifice. And I think this is a great message and I believe it and I know that it's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed and have a great day.